we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, founder of Flourish. We're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. Today's episode of the Flourish Podcast is brought to you by the Flourish Membership. Pretty meta, right? Okay, but in all seriousness, if you're a fan of the podcast, then you're exactly who we built this membership for, and you're probably ready to start making some major moves. Flourish is the place where women make peace with food, better their body image, and get healthy for good. Inside the Flourish membership, you'll get unlimited access to credentialed nutrition and mindset coaches. You'll get community support from women who are on the same page as you. And you're also going to get an evidence-based curriculum to help you cut through the clutter and guide your daily actions. Now, we're still invite only, but I'm giving friends of the podcast early access. So use code podcast to get started with a totally free, no strings attached, 30-minute strategy session with one of our coaches, and then spend the next week checking out the rest of the membership totally free. The link to sign up is in the show notes. And again, use code podcast to sign up today. All right, let's get into the episode. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Flourish podcast. Just positively delighted to be here with you today. (laughs) No, but actually, I have been marinating on this topic for quite some time now. And it's come up in coaching calls and things like that. And this was really the first time I've sat down to think about it long enough to really crystallize what it is that I'm trying to say. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we are talking about what has become kind of a loaded word. And that is the word should. S-H-O-U-L-D. And I can already tell that I'm going to say the word should so much in this episode that it's going to lose all meaning. Do you know what I mean? When you say a word over and over and over again that you're, you start to ask yourself, is this a word or is this just a weird utterance I'm making with my mouth? 
<laughs> when I was a kid, I used to do it with the word golf. I would just say the word golf. <laughs> even now I'm saying it. I'm like, wait, am I saying that weird? What does that word even mean? This might be one of those things that's just, just a clear thing. And now here I am exposing myself and my hidden weirdness to the entirety of the the podcast universe. But you know what? Isn't that what makes us human? Anyway, let's reel it on, on in, Claire. Okay. Should. Should. The word should. And if you should be shooting on yourself is the topic for today. So according to Oxford, to Oxford, which I always enjoy going back to uh, when I want to really like get my bearings around a word or a topic. So according to Oxford, should is a verb that is used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness. Typically when criticizing someone's actions, as in she should have been more careful. Okay? And so maybe you've heard that saying, quote, stop shooting all over yourself. I remember like it was yesterday, <laughs> the first time I heard that saying. I was at a business conference and one of the keynotes was a popular motivational speaker. And when she said it, and I don't by the way, think that she like originated it, but this is where I heard it. So anyway, when she said it, I thought it was, first of all, very cute, very clever, but I also thought it was incredibly powerful. And it struck me personally because I'm human and thereby I'm no stranger to doing things because I quote should according to other people's expectations whether they're expectations of my family members, of my coworkers, my teams, um, society in general, right? And I've certainly also seen the way that this like external pressure brought on by the world's shoulds affects our members. So maybe they grocery shop and meal plan based on their partner's culinary preferences, sacrificing their own. Or they spend so many hours working that they don't actually have time to take care of themselves. Basically, they people please instead of establishing firm boundaries. And by the way, like we, I don't know that we all do that, but I would argue that most of us do, especially women. Womp womp. Okay. So I'm at that conference and I wrote down that witty quip. Stop shooting all over yourself. I I mean, I underlined it. I outlined it. I maybe I did like some word art. I like to do that when I hear something that's really punchy. I did it. I wrote it down without much question. I thought, this is so perfect. This is something I can share with our Flourish members and it's going to really stick in their brain like it's stuck in mine. It'd be something that could really help them establish and bolster their boundaries in the face of OPO, other people's opinions. So basically I kind of bookmarked it for later and I went about my work and I went about my life and it was like all of a sudden I was very aware of this word should, as you probably will be after this episode. You're very welcome. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, my friend. I realized with this new awareness that the word should and everything that it represents is not a monolith. Not every should is bad. Not every should is wrong. 
Not every should is about societal pressure or the patriarchy or diet culture or other people. I saw as I practiced awareness and curiosity, I started to see that there are at least two distinct shoulds that you'll come across. And here's how I've compartmentalized them as I like to do. My brain likes to take like big ideas and vast concepts and things that confuse me and put them into like neat little buckets. (laughs) So I'll share that with you because I think it's useful. So there's the external should, which we've already covered, but there's also an internal should. And that's really what I want to talk about with you today. So the internal should is not about contorting yourself or your actions to meet other people's expectations of you. In fact, the internal should is not about other people at all. The internal should comes from you. It comes from your wisdom. It comes from your deepest knowing of yourself, your values, where you are today, and where you want to be in the future. The internal should comes from your prefrontal cortex. That's the part of your brain that powers this high-level thinking, like planning, goal-setting, decision-making, and so much more, so much more that makes us human. There's so many things that I know I should do that without that word, I simply wouldn't do because I may not necessarily want to in the moment. I can think of examples like right this second. So today, I should take a break from work and go on a walk outside instead of spending that same time mindlessly scrolling on TikTok. And I should do it for me. Today, I should take the time to make a nourishing lunch instead of, you know, going out and spending money on takeout. I've already got the ingredients, right? They're already prepped. (laughs) I should eat them and I should not spend my money on takeout. And that's for me. It's for my wallet. (laughs) It's for my mental and physical energy. It's for my time. It has everything to do with me and nothing to do with anyone else. And tonight, this one's hard for me, y'all. This one is really hard for me. And part of me hopes that you can relate and part of me hopes that you're better than this, but here we are. I should read before bed instead of binging the newest season of Real Housewives of New York. I should. That's what I should do. And let me just be very clear. I am so human. I don't want to do any of those things in the moment. In the moment, I want to do the alternatives. Give me all the TikTok scrolls, give me all the takeout, and give me all the Real Housewives. New York, Beverly Hills, those are my two favorites. Maybe not all the housewives, but you get what I'm saying, right? It's my clear internal should that helps me choose the option that's better for me. And in this case, I'm more than happy to should all over myself. So... This is a big concept, and I want to leave you with some questions to help you navigate this word should and figure out where it's coming from. Because if you have been operating based on external shoulds, it can be really hard to like 
hear what's going on inside of you. Okay, it can be really hard to like get into that compass of your internal should. It's a lot of the work that we do with our members. At the end of the day, it comes back to that. So here, here are a few questions to kind of help you filter the shoulds that are going to come up in your life. Now that we've recognized like not every should is wrong and, and not every should is right, right? But your internal shoulds, you should take a second to consider them, right? Okay, here's question number one. Will I feel better or worse for having done this thing? So a few weeks ago, we had what I'll basically describe as like a weekend long party. It wasn't like a a banger. (laughs) It was like a reunion, okay, Um, with a bunch of friends. And it was in Austin and it was kind of at the tail end of like a couple of really busy work weeks and travel weekends. And we've just, you know, had a lot going on. And it was in Austin, but everyone was staying at a house. And I live in Austin. If you don't know this, I, I have a house in Austin, but we were like supposed to stay at the house. And night one rolls around. I stayed at the house. Night two rolled around and I was like, I don't want to. So I had two shoulds, right? My internal should said, I should go home and sleep in my own bed, the best bed in the whole wide world, and then come back the next day and hang with everyone. But the external should, explicitly and implicitly, it's like, no, you should stay. It's going to be fun. We're going to stay up late. We're going to, we're going to, you know, play games and make breakfast in the morning. And sometimes it's really hard to tell the difference, right? Because then there was the part of me that was like, oh, maybe I should do that because this is like a once in a lifetime thing. But here's what I saw is that I would feel better for following my internal should and going home and spending the night in my bed, the best bed in the whole world. And I would feel worse if I had stayed. I would have felt worse in terms of feeling more tired, feeling socially drained, all of the things that us, you know, we introverts tend to feel when we are extending ourselves too much socially. So that's how I could tell the difference between the internal versus the external should. And I was so proud of myself for listening to myself and my internal should. And it was the right decision. And we all had fun and no one got hurt. (laughs) And I got to sleep in the best bed in the whole world, which is my own. Okay? So that's question number one. Will I feel better or worse for having done this thing? Typically... And I'm sure you, maybe you can find an example to prove me wrong, but typically following your internal should will make you feel good. Okay. Question number two. Well, it's kind of like 2A and 2B. 2A is, does this thing set my future self up for success? That's 2A. And 2B is, and can I do this thing without causing meaningful sacrifice of my current self or for my current self? So let's go back to one of the examples I shared earlier, going on a walk instead of scrolling on TikTok. The walk is good for my future self, right? And it's good for my current self. And it's really good for my future self. It's good for myself like this afternoon or this evening when I'm you know, trying to go to sleep and I've connected with my body for the day and I've gotten out some, some energy. It's good for my future self. 
And can I do this thing without causing meaningful sacrifice for my current self? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a walk, right? For me, um, an example of something that may be good for my future self, but is causes too much meaningful sacrifice for my current self right now, and this is based on my personal life and circumstances, would be like training for a marathon. I, I, no, no, no. There's many reasons I will not be doing that. <laughs> but you already know if you've been listening to the podcast or if you follow me on Instagram, you probably already know that that is not even something that my internal should would drive me towards. But this is, I love this question or these questions because they strike such a beautiful balance, right? Sometimes you have to do hard things now to set your future self up for success. But sometimes the sacrifice in the current moment is simply not worth it, right? It's not, it's not right. And so you have to be able to navigate that. And you have to navigate it using your own internal compass of your internal should, not what other people want or expect from you, okay? Play around with that one, all right? Does this thing align with my core values? We've done, gosh, at least a few episodes, I think, um, at this point on core values. I talk about them constantly. They're so, oh my gosh. It's like I can delegate all my decision-making to my core values, and it's so awesome. It's so awesome. Purpose, freedom, integrity, and growth. If you cannot name your core values by heart, I remember once I led a webinar and I basically threatened to give everyone a wedgie um, if they couldn't name their core values. Now, bear in mind, it was a virtual webinar as as all webinars are. They're on the web. So I couldn't actually do it, but I did get a kick out of it. <laughs> I feel like giving someone a wedgie, it's like, that's like the right kind of consequence, you know? It's like not, it's not like violent because we don't do that, but it's like, you know, If you can't name your core values, I'm going to give you a wedgie. So get it together and figure them out because it's good for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, man, it feels good to be podcasting again. Talking to myself in a room, making myself laugh. (laughs) Okay, does this thing align with my core values? If it is a yes, then chances are it is supportive of your internal should right? Or it correlates or corresponds with your internal should. And listen, that can be a really great way too to um, navigate an external should. I'm not saying that every external should is wrong or bad, right? These are, these are just good questions. And if you don't know your core values, you got to know them to be able to answer this question. You got to know them to be able to make decisions that are right for you and good for you, okay? Last question. Ooh, this is a good one. If no one else was here to watch would I still want to do this thing? Now, this one may go deep. This one may sting a little bit. This one may cause you to like take a step back and reflect. You know, the example for me that comes to mind when I think about this is my lunch example. And the truth is I've gotten to a place after much work over my, you know, 10-year dieting history that I would eat differently by myself versus with other people. If I was, um, there was a time where I like shared a lot more of my food on Instagram and I would like go out to eat, for example, with, with friends or family members and I would order, you know, what I thought would be like the most beautiful, bountiful, healthy looking meal so I could post it. Now, I don't care. <laughs> I still sometimes post pictures of my food, 
But that's not how I make decisions, right? So like whether I, in the previous example, make a meal from ingredients that I've prepped or go and get takeout, I'm going to do what I want to do, right? So my internal should can guide me. I should do this. I should eat the prepped lunch, not because of someone else seeing what I'm eating, but because I want to, because I know that's good for me. And that helps me understand this is coming from me. This is not coming from someone else. Y'all, you got to be shooting on yourself. (laughs) Start shooting all over yourself, but just make sure it's your should. Make sure it's an internal should and not just an external should. All right. I got to go. I got to go. As you can tell, I have a lot of stuff that I should be doing and as much fun as I'm having here. We've, you know, there are things to be done. So I will see you next week. 